I'm fascinated to see which way they go because you already have an offense that's scoring a zillion points. You could continue to add to that group, or you could say, hey, man, we're going to be playing with the lead with this offense. Let's get a defense that uh, they can really hunt the quarterback. Yeah, I think they move. Eric's a master at that. We talked about it. So to be able to slide down, get some extra picks in that second, third round range, which is a nice sweet spot for this draft, I think that would be the more likely move. If I was going to rank him in order, I'd say move back, stand pat, and then I would say move up. What do you think your final pick will be for the Ravens in your last mock draft? I know what you have in the rest of that backfield. There's some good players there, but nobody on the level of DeAndre Swift. How would you guys feel about that? If for the whole league zigs, they zagged and, uh, and took a running back. Welcome into the lounge. We have another big time <laughs> guest with us today. Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network. The stars keep rolling in here, Garrett. They do. I, You know, Mel Kuyper, Peter Schrager, Daniel Jeremiah. We're hitting all the big hitters leading up to the draft. So if you want Ravens draft coverage, this the lounge is the place where you got to be. We've got you covered with everything going into the draft. Well, quite frankly, do you need to even turn on NFL Network or ESPN at this point? <laughs> Who's getting the biggest guess? Well, you just say it. I want to I want to give credit to our guests and promote <laughs> their platforms, you know. That's, so Okay, okay. All right. We'll scratch ESPN. Well, no, that's Kuiper. <laughs> that's that's Kuiper. Kuiper. Okay, that's Kuiper. All right, fine. You should still tune in on TV. <laughs> but if you're listening to any pod, it better be this one. All right? For, sh- for sure. Uh <laughs> So we have a, a handful of fan questions that we're going to get to, some emails, uh, but we don't want to waste any time. Let's just go ahead and jump into the interview uh, with Daniel Jeremiah. We are spoiled here in Baltimore because we got you, we got Kuiper, we got we got everybody is Ravens. You know, we, Peter Schrager is a Ravens guy. So we get the hookup here, and we are spoiled to, uh, to have you. Now, first I got to know, where are you? Because this weather is looking nice where you are. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm outside the house here, so we've got some grass. You can see the fence in the background that's been uh, uh, that's been broken, so we got to get that fixed. Uh, but it is <laughs> nice and sunny outside, so I'm just outside on the patio here in the backyard, uh, letting the kids have the house for a while here. They've had to be quiet with Dad doing TV, so I said, you know what, you guys take the house, I'll go outside. <laughs> smart man, smart man. <laughs> are are you? A, I don't know how you guys who are way busier than us are getting any work done. Dude, it's, uh, it's, I'm glad I got a chance to get a lot of stuff done early. And uh, with the pro days getting canceled during that period of time where I would have been traveling all over the place, I got a chance to really kind of polish up the tape and, and get that done. So it's a good thing because now it is just, it seems like one show after another, there's nothing else really to talk about uh, in the football world. So we are, uh, we're dialed in on the draft 24 seven and, and the rest of the networks as well. I mean, when they would be covering baseball right now and the basketball playoffs, this is the only show in town. It's the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. You, you talk about watching the tape. Eric DaCosta made a point that this is going to be a bit of an old school draft because you don't have some of that other information. Like you don't have pro days. You don't have visits. Are you, as you're going through this evaluation process, finding yourself, all right, I'm just going to have to watch more tape than ever. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I, I think I agree with Eric that you get a chance to watch a lot more tape and more than even just watching the tape, it's not letting some of these other numbers and factors kind of skew your evaluation. Sometimes it's, you know, you watch plenty of tape, but then uh, you get carried away with a workout one way or the other, and that can influence you even if you've watched, you know, seven or eight games on a player. So um, I think not having those to kind of muck up the process, it keeps it about as pure as it gets. 
So as the as things stand right now, uh, I don't know if this is your final mock. I'm guessing you're probably going to put out the final final one, you know, within 24 <laughs> hours of the draft. Uh, but as it stands right now, you have the Ravens taking Wisconsin's Zach Bond at number 28. What is it that you like about him? Well, you can get to the quarterback. I mean, that's uh, first and foremost what you're looking for if you're the Ravens trying to get that pass rush cranked up a little bit. Uh, he's somebody that has a versatility that I think Wink would enjoy using. You can drop him in coverage. You can play off the ball. You can play on the ball. Uh, he's a really good blitzer. Uh, he plays really hard. So to me, there's some Raven characteristics to the way he plays the game. Uh, but I think when you look at this team, I'm, I'm fascinated to see which way they go because you already have an offense that's scoring a zillion points. You can mm -hmm. continue to add to that group. Uh, or you could say, hey, man, we're going to be playing with the lead with this offense. Let's get a defense that uh, that can really hunt the quarterback. Two guys that a lot of people have talked about with the Ravens, obviously, is Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen. You have them 15 and 18 in your top 50 right now. So I'm assuming you're <laughs> saying there's no snowball's chance in hell that they get to the Ravens. <laughs> well, there's always a chance. You know, there's always a di dis difference between, you know, what you think of a player and then how they come off the board. So. I wouldn't totally rule it out. I would think Kenneth Murray, uh, even though I have Patrick Queen over him, I think Kenneth Murray will probably be selected ahead of Patrick Queen. So I think he'll he'll be a tough one. I don't see him getting down there. Uh, Patrick Queen, there's an opportunity, maybe some potential he could get there. Uh, uh, but I do think when it's all said and done, both those guys, more than likely, uh, they're off the board. Now, is, is part of it that, you know, I'm hearing all this buzz that, hey, inside linebacker maybe isn't as valued as much in the today's NFL. Is that a bunch of smoke or what? I mean, we saw the Steelers move up for Devin Bush last year, and he did pretty darn yeah. well. Does inside linebackers still yeah. carry the same value, you think, in, in drafting circles and scouting circles? Well, I think it, it does for me, and that's partly because of where I grew up. You know, when you grow up in the NFL under Ray Lewis's era, uh, <laughs> you know what an inside linebacker can do and what kind of impact you can have. And I, I still think that's the case. I think when you look at the teams you have to match up with in the postseason and you look at some of the tight ends you have to cover, you look at some of the backs that are going to be out of the backfield, uh, you better have some speed and some range at that position and, and have a playmaker. Uh, maybe not in the sense that it used to be where you had to be a, a downhill banger and, and really kind of be a collision player, but athleticism there. If you do not have athleticism at the linebacker position, they will find you, they will exploit you, uh, and you're going to have a tough time hoisting the ultimate trophy. So uh, I do think there's still value there. I think the people that kind of dismiss that, uh, I think that's misguided. Can Can Zach Bond step in inside and play next to LJ Fort potentially? I think he could. I, I don't think that's something he would be able to do right away. I think there'd be an adjustment. Uh, but he has a role in, in passing situations to rush off the edge right away. So, you know, that goes back to the way the Ravens have always done business. Take the best player, uh, put him in a position initially where keep it simple for him, let him do what he does best and then develop him, which they have with that great coaching staff there, uh, to develop these players to be able to do different things. And uh, I think he could grow into that role. I think it might be a little bit of a tall ask year one uh, to be in that spot. But like I said, we saw, you know, back to Suggs. Right? I don't think Suggs even started a game. He was rookie of the year uh, hmm. back in the day. So finding it, they'll have a role for him. They'll find out how to use it. Mm -hmm. So if they go defense in the first round, that probably means uh, on day two when they have a bunch of picks – that there's going to be some, I would expect receiver to be a position that they addressed at that point. You've talked a lot about the track team around Lamar. They did that last year with Hollywood. Yeah. So who are some of these day two track stars that they could potentially add to this offense? I would love to see KJ Hamler. Uh, that would be fun. You talk about a track team. 
he's a legit four two guy. Um, I didn't get a chance to run. It's similar to Hollywood, you know, last year. But uh, to me, I, I look at him and you get him out there on the field. That would be a lot of speed. It'd be overwhelming. Uh, it'd be a great pick for them. I think Jalen Rager is another one. He didn't run as fast as we all anticipated. I think he ran the high four fours, but uh, definitely plays faster than that. And he's another one uh, that can really, really stretch the field and is, is really physical with the ball in his hands as well. So uh, those would be a couple guys that would make a lot of sense. And then I know he's not – track star but you know Brandon Ayuk I don't know if he would get that far I don't think he will I'm, I'm higher on him than, than most folks but uh, he's got speed and he's got toughness and to me uh, he's got some of that Raven DNA that, uh, that with Rager I've seen Rager you know posting or, or sending out some of these videos to NFL teams of him running allegedly four two twos at his you know pro day because these guys don't have actual pro days when you see that like do you buy that at this stage when guys are trying to get out to nfl teams that hey i've actually you know here's my real measurables or here's my real speed uh no uh <laughs> not that. I, I, I just i don't think there's any use to it you know like I, I you can show me the stopwatch but i haven't been there to measure it to make sure that you're running the full 40 yards um so you know i I don't think teams put much stock in that. It's good to see guys move around, but you're not going to borrow a time from somebody that was at a high school field, uh, you know, hand time and a player. So uh, I don't put much stock into that at all. I, I'm, I, you know, look, it doesn't hurt just to, to take a shot if you're the team and the agents, but uh, I'd be very surprised if a team put much weight in that. Well, just so you guys know, I ran a four three five in my backyard the other day. Just, <laughs> that's official time. <laughs> you know, that's right, and that was the best thirty yard dash that I've ever seen. <laughs> you you know, Daniel, as well as anybody, how Baltimore likes to build in the trenches. You know, all these toys—they're fun, and everybody wants to have them. And and obviously, with Lamar, like we want as many toys as we can get. But at the same time, Marshall Yonda hangs up his cleats, and now you have a pretty big hole at right guard. You know, how early do you think they address that position? And are there some guys that you look at and you say, oh, yeah, that looks like a Ravens offensive lineman? Oh, to me, if you watch Hunt play, who uh, plays tackle for University of Louisiana, which used to be uh, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, I guess. But he is, he to me, is that classic Raven type player. Uh, he is a mauler. He is physical. Um, he plays tackle. I think he'll kick inside to guard. Um, there is some similarities. He's not as powerful as, as Kelechi was coming out, but there are some similarities with the way he plays. Mm. Um, and that's somebody I think you probably see go off in the second round. So Robert Hunt from Louisiana would be a great fit there. Um, if you were going to take one in the, in the first round, I think it's probably a little bit early. Um, but you've got a guy in, in Cesar Ruiz from Michigan who could play any of the three interior spots. Um, I think you could start him at guard. He'd be fine there. Uh, but uh, that would be the only one I could see potentially going in the first round. Uh, that would really kind of match the way they play. DJ, you, you worked a lot with Eric, obviously. What do you think is, is yeah. his best attribute when it comes to the draft? Well, Eric's smart. I mean, that's the, that's the best attribute. That's a good He's starting very point. very smart. <laughs> yes, uh, he is bright. I'll be honest with you, growing up in California, I'd never heard of Colby College, but I can tell you that it's a good education. Uh, <laughs> Eric has proven that. Uh, so he's uh, – no, he's, he knows how to move the board around. So he, there's two parts of it, right? you got to be able to stack the players to understand how you rank them. But then – and Eric's had a lot of experience kind of uh, – you know, being around Ozzy and then really developing his own style. But he's become, you know, he's got a reputation now around the league as somebody that really knows how to manipulate the draft board um, to be able to move around, drop down, pick up extra picks, use some picks, come back up. It seems like he always ends up on the plus side. 
uh, with what he's able to get accomplished there. So that's a, you know, that's a pretty good trait to have when you're orchestrating a draft is to understand the value around the league and understand how you can move in either direction. Now, do you think because of the unique circumstances of this draft and doing it over video and all this business, does that, does that make it more difficult for general managers to trade while on the clock? Could that mean less trades? I think that's the only thing people were really concerned about um, was the ability to get trades done. I don't think it'll be a big deal. They'll have people assigned to different teams and different phones, and you'll be connected on Zoom or on uh, whatever program. I think it's a Microsoft program that they're using, uh, TeamViewer. But uh, you'll be able to, uh, you know, to get that communicated. The first round, 10 minutes is a lot of time. Most of those conversations take place before the draft as well. So uh, you have a chance to say, hey, if our guy's there, uh, we'd be willing to move up. If you wanted to move back because you didn't like what was there, you can kind of organize what that trade would look like ahead of time. So uh, that's kind of uh, what I would imagine happening there with that first round. And then after that, you know, you don't sit there and wait. If you want to make a trade with somebody, you get on the horn with them, you know, five, six picks ahead of time to try and get that stuff ironed out. So we're doing all this talk about trades. What's more likely, the Ravens pick at 28 or they pick somewhere else? So most likely, I would think, moving back. Yeah, I'll think they move. I think they definitely uh, will look into moving. And Eric is Eric's a master at that. We talked about it. So to be able to slide down, uh, get some extra picks in that second, third round range, which is a nice sweet spot for this draft, uh, I think that would be the more likely move. If I was going to rank him in order, I'd say move back. Then I would say uh, stand pat. And then I would say move up. So that. That would be the order of what my expectations are, but maybe they surprise us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Eric, as well as anybody, do you get any information from him around this time of the year? I mean, he's all, <laughs> you know him, but he also is incredibly closed off and, and holds information tightly. So when you send him a text around this time, are you getting any inside tips right now? <laughs> no, I want to guess. I, I, to me, I look at it like a game, right? So if, I, if I'm in constant contact with, with Eric, um, you know, I, I don't want to say, oh, I got, you know, I got some information. I, I, I know that group well and how they operate. So I want to, I want to have a good fair shot at trying to guess uh, what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. I don't want any help here. We want to, we want to try No steroids. There's no steroids in this mock draft. It's going to, it's going to suck all on its own. <laughs> so before we let you go, Daniel, what do you think your final pick will be for the Ravens in your last mock draft? What do you guys want it to be? Well, we, we can negotiate here. What do you, what do you guys want? Yeah, I keep going back and forth. Now everybody's saying the linebackers are going to be gone. I'm thinking AJ Epinesa. To me, Ooh. to me, a lot of it depends on what the Patriots do. Do the Patriots take Bond? Do they take one of those two inside linebackers? Do they take Epinesa? Like, they seem to be in the same boat as the Ravens in a lot of ways. Okay, that's a great point. Um, I'm curious about this, and uh, I did this in one of the earlier mock drafts, and people lost their mind. Uh, but as much as this team runs the football, and with uh, Mark Ingram's not young, he's a great player, he's not young. I know what you have in the rest of that backfield. There's some good players there, but nobody on the level of DeAndre Swift. How would you guys feel about that if they if they kind of were the whole league zigs they zagged and uh, and took a running back? You know, we just talked to Mark Ingram yesterday, and, <laughs> and he was. He I, I don't just want got you to get in trouble. I don't want you guys to get in trouble. <laughs> well, he said he has four or but five Mark more years a, at the top of the game. He came from a committee. Yeah, he came from a place in. Uh, he came from a place in New Orleans where they had a nice little one-two punch there. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I just think they run the ball so well, and mm -hmm. they they run it so much that uh, where the rest of the league might look at that and say, ah, oh, this is not the way the league's going, and you don't invest in running backs. 
maybe maybe they do uh, the opposite. You know, Eric's on the cutting edge, man. This whole trend that's gone away from running backs, maybe he's the first one that goes back to running backs. He's, uh, he's right. a trendsetter. True. What, what is it about Swift that makes him special? He can do everything. And he's got big-time juice, big-time burst. Uh, he's just a complete player. Uh, so he's tough to tackle, man. He runs low to the ground. He can run through you. He can run by you. Um, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, do a lot of different things. So he's the best back. I think he's I think he's worth a top 20 pick. He's one of the 20 best players in this draft. But, you know, look, we, we all understand this has been a one-contract position for most guys now uh, and it's not valued as much around the league. So uh, that could cause somebody like him to fall to the second round. But man, do I think he will be the best available player when the Ravens are on the clock? I absolutely do. I think if you're going to go true to the board, who's the best football player, uh, I think it'll be him. Interesting. All right. Hey, well, we have a lot to think about before we do our seven-round mocks uh, for next week, and and fans can catch you uh, on NFL Network uh, throughout draft weekend, uh, throughout everything leading up to it. So you do a great job. We really appreciate the time. Uh, thanks so much, DJ. Appreciate you guys. Be good. All right. Thanks, All right, man. Thanks. You too. Well, awesome stuff from Daniel Jeremiah. I'll tell you what. My mock is – my penciled-in mock right now is spot on. Okay, and I'm just gonna say it right now. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm just gonna say. Cause it. you, you can say it. No, 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 no. You don't. I don't want you to say anything. I, Cause I'm gonna take. I think I'm gonna take Queen Rager and, and Hunt. Well, that's fine. That's fine. I'm taking. I'm not. I'm not settled on my first round pick, but I'm taking KJ Hamler and Hunt. That's happening. That's fine. I also got. I'm calling Thaddeus Moss, tight end <laughs> from LSU. Calling him. Right I'm calling now. Chris Orr. <laughs> that's fine you can take chris or i'll give you chris or uh yeah i got some gems. so you like you like the hamler pick who he talked about i've obviously been talking about rager a lot i love uh, well i love rager love rager but uh i like ham hamler a lot too and he's been somebody that i've been on for a little while i just just so we're all clear that one was penciled in before dj said anything i just want everybody to know <clears throat> that's not a, that's not a dj ripoff He's he's been really high on Hamler throughout this process. Um, where Kuiper, for example, was a little bit lower on I Hamler. Kuiper, I think Kuiper still had Hamler Hamler going above the Ravens. Like they would have to move up to get Hamler. I would thought in the second round. You're saying, but yeah, yeah. But well, I'm just saying he's a little bit he's a little bit down on him because he had drops in college. Yeah, um, that, that's so been an issue. Yeah, that's that's been the knock. Um, so so that's fine. You you can go that route. Um, yeah. It. It's going to be – I can't believe you got your second round done, but, of course, your first round's not. So the, what's going to happen is you're going to decide on your first round, and then you're going to blow it all up. I also think – That's a, a lot of minkering going yeah, on with the first I also, round. I also minkering. think that early on in this process, I was really thinking that the Ravens could move up, uh, but I've changed on that, and I think that the move back is the more likely yeah. approach. And then all of a sudden, you're in that territory of Ruiz, like Ayuk. Could Ayuk be there in the early 30s um, if you move back from 28 to 35? Well, if, if they move back to, to 35, just blow it all up. Because then, cause then, you know, like the linemen, like you're talking about, the wide receivers more in play, like our yeah. second-round picks are going to get blown up at that Cause point. Because then you have three second-round picks. I mean, potentially, uh, depending on what you would get to, to trade back there, um, you could add maybe a thir another third-round pick. Um, um, you'd have to go back pretty far, but yeah. 
So, but you can, but then you all of a sudden you have all these day two picks. And then even if, let's just say, I think one of the fan questions we got a few weeks ago was about whether the Ravens could ultimately end up with four second round picks, trade back in the first, and then put a package together for whatever they got from trading back uh, to then move Get back up, up in the second. And all of a sudden you end up with four second round picks. And then that would be sick. Yeah. I rate <laughs> the Ravens right now have nine drive picks. And I think they're going to end up with more than that. I think they're going to end up with double digits. By the time draft weekend's over, and to get to that point, you're moving back at times, and hey, probably in the first round. I'm glad you finally listened to me, okay? Because it's a, it's a move back, then a move up. It's a move back and a move up. It's happening. Book it. Book it right now. You're you're, you're saying off. you're saying it's a move back to say 35, and then move up to 33. Uh, no, 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 no. It's a move back to 35. Make a pick, right? Then move up from 55 oh, oh, or oh. 60. Yeah. That's the call. Well, part of the reason I always thought they could potentially move up in the first round is when I was holding out hope that one of the top three receivers could be more in the twenties. You know, yeah, but but it's clear that the top three receivers are going to be gone by the top fifteen. Yeah. Um, and so you're not going to have a chance to get one of those guys unless you were to give up a time. So. Um, yeah. Hey, I think we're all on the same page here in terms of speed at wide receiver and. The bonus is, you know who else agrees with us? Willie Sneed. Yeah. Let's roll Let's roll that clip. I mean, we definitely need another body in there. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be fun. I'll say that much. We invite, you know, competition. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're all trying to get better. We're all trying to, you know, raise the level, raise the bar, so to speak, with our team and try to get us better. So, I know the guys upstairs are going to bring in the best guy, the best Ravens guy that they can find in the draft. And even if it's one or two, you know, we welcome guys with open arms like we did Marquise and Miles last year. And those guys turned out to be great players for us. So I know we need receivers. Uh, we haven't picked any picked any up in, you know, free agency. So I know the draft's going to be big. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I love competition. I think our whole room loves competition. So we invite, you know, guys to come in. We're just going to, you know, get better each and every day. I think one debate that fans ha are having right now is what type of receiver could work and what type of receiver the Ravens want. So that Hollywood's a speed guy, you work the middle of the field, you know, Boykin's a big-bodied guy who can also get out there and block a little bit. So like when the Ravens add a receiver, what is that prototypical type of receiver that they would want to add in your mind that would be a perfect complement to what you already have in place? You know, I think I think speed is definitely, you know, more that we need. Um, I know they're trying to stretch the field this year and open lanes for Lamar to throw, throw into. Um, I know speed is – you can't beat speed. And then, you know, you can always use a, a big body guy. But we have guys like that Jaleel Scott, you know, Wes, you know, those guys just have – they just have to prove themselves. But if they were going to bring in another guy, I would definitely – I definitely think they would go with speed. And then, you know, if there's a guy later in the draft that they think that has some potential that's a big guy, uh, I would expect them to bring that in too. So, you know, you can get both the big and the speed, but I think speed is definitely what we might go for first. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm with you on that. That's the way I see it. I, I kind of look at Kansas City. Do you look at them and see what they did last year? And it's like basically a track team around Mahomes. Do you feel like that's kind of, I guess, the model for what for what we could do? It's definitely, you know, the base because we have a, we have a lot of concepts that are similar to theirs. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you definitely want to stretch the field with speed and, and get guys underneath and, you know, in the open space. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm excited for it. 
I know it's going to be interesting the first day. People are going to be, you know, you can't, you never know. You never know Eric, man. He'll trade back in the first round to get Lamar Jackson. So you never know what's going to happen, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. See, Willie, Willie's been listening to the pot. That's what's going on here. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a really interesting point that he makes, um, which is what we've been saying. And a lot, a lot of people have been saying it, but to hear from a player who's a receiver, a receiver on this team, obviously it carries a little bit of different weight. And so yeah. the Ravens have him who can work the middle of the field. They've got the big body in Boykin who's still got speed, but you got, you got your big body receiver. You have your speed guy in Hollywood, but if you're going to add one element of that, like what could you use more of? And I think it, like we've been saying, it is a speed. And so yeah. that's why Hamler works. That's why Rager works. Ayuk works. Um, yep. All of those Chenault, guys. Chenault, kind of. Chenault works because I think that, like, I, I, I think it's, I think it's speed, but I think it's yards after catch, which is something we've talked about a lot, mm-hmm. and and um, just the ability. Big play, to, big play ability. Yeah, kind of to put pressure on a defense. Yep, yep, totally agree. To By be the way, undefendable. That's right. That's right. By the way, what do you think of my new digs? What do you think of the background? Well, it's not new digs. You just kind of changed the camera setup, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, whatever. My well, new background. I see. You're just trying to get points because you got the bunker in the background. I I really wish I had this for the bunker draft. Do you see this? <laughs> Do you see how much applesauce is on these shelves? <laughs> I'll see a lot. Of pizza. <laughs> yeah, that's down here in the freezer. Down here, you see the co- <laughs> you see the cobwebs on the bicycle. You can <laughs> yeah, tell the last I time that. I heard that. Hey, uh, let's do a couple quick questions. Uh, this question, and as always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Sager sends in the question i'm a big fan of the lounge and it's good entertainment and great to listen to during these uncertain times my draft question is could you see the ravens trading up like the steelers did last year for an inside linebacker if they really favored either queen or murray uh or maybe a scenario where one of them's gone but they want to get the other one could they trade up to get one of those guys so i was just talking about the trade up for the receiver but do you see queens off the board and murray sitting there at 22 and the ravens Mm -hmm. want to go up and get him uh in front of the patriots could that right. happen? Are the Patriots at twenty three? I, I I don't have the full. Well, whatever. I'm just I'm just throwing out that number. Well, let me let me just see. Let me see. I'll pull it up. Yeah, the Patriots. Look at that, Garrett. Patriots yeah. are at twenty three. Um, I don't think so. I don't think that they would make that kind of jump. Um, that would be a six spot jump. What are you giving up there? A fourth rounder, right? Something like that in the first round. Um, so. I, I don't think so. No, I, I don't think that they're desperate enough to get one of those two guys. That that that's the only that's the missing puzzle piece that's gonna just take this team over the top. Great players, I like them a lot. I think one of them could be there when the Ravens pick at twenty eight. But I just I still have a hard time seeing them make that kind of move. Maybe they could go up like three spots, you know, something like that, like a small two spots, something like that to move up. But I just don't see giving up a day. I don't see him giving up a day to pick to move up. I just don't. Yeah. Well, like Jeremiah just said, his expectation is trade back number one, stay put number two, and then trade yeah. up number three in terms of that that situation. Um, so it, it, that's, that's I, I tend to agree. It, you know, it's just interesting. If the guys, if you only got to move up a couple of picks and that's clearly the guy that you want, What's the if you're giving up a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick? Um, I don't know that like that would be if obviously it depends on what the grade is, but 
I guess I would be willing to do that if you're moving up a few, if you're moving up a few picks, just and you get your starting linebacker for the next ten years. There it is. There's the, the ten years. Yeah. <laughs> How about all these guys suddenly sign ten year contracts as soon the as the next you draft ten them. years? Um, <laughs> all right. Hey, and one more question before we go. Uh, this one comes to us from Brazil. Oh, nice. Big trust from Brazil is the subject line. Wait, big trust or trus? <laughs> big trus. It's it's trust, <laughs> but we'll go with trus. Um, while I, I don't know how to pronounce the name, but J O A A, Joa. Joa. There you go. Um, now I, I like the email, but he starts it with "Hey Ryan and Make." So I'm nice. I'm <laughs> this is He's a one man already, show. Let's be honest here. Uh, I'm not a fan anymore. Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, I'm one of the many international Baltimore Ravens fans, so it's so cool, even being so far away, that we feel like we're part of the flock. Uh, and he says, yeah, no murder of crows. Uh, <laughs> so do you have a top five Ravens plays from this decade? Um, this is a Plays or players? Plays. This is plays. a little tease. Um, we're going to be rolling out a lot of top things, top 25. players. Because this is our 25th season that we're coming up on. So between now and the start of the season, you're going to have a lot of different uh, top, you know, look back content and on our website and all of our social media platforms. So stay tuned because that's going to be a cool way to do that. So rather than us going the full deep dive right now, um, I'm just going to tease that. But he also has a second question, which is, could you see Tony Jefferson returning to the Ravens? Mm. Uh, I'll start real quick. I mean, we all know the Maha Miracle is going to be number one, right? Yeah, I mean, that's an easy one. Come on. That's slam dunk. Um, anyway, uh, no, I don't think Tony Jefferson is going to come back to the Ravens. I think that uh, the Ravens have not only their two starters now in Earl Thomas and Chuck Clark, they also have Deshaun Elliott, who I've been really high on. I I wish that guy could stay healthy. He's just had some bad breaks. I don't think it's because whatever, he's not in shape or whatever. Yeah. I mean, just bad breaks. Um, but I'm excited about his potential. So they also re-signed Anthony Levine. So I think that they have enough at safety. Amon Marshall could even play safety potentially. Um, We're talking about Jimmy Smith. Exactly. So no, I don't think the Ravens need another safety. And I, I just hope that Tony lands somewhere, uh, somewhere soon, you know, because of all of this uh, coronavirus stuff going on, it's been tough for players like him and free agency is really ground to a halt. Um, So, you know, I, I think that Tony will land somewhere. It's just a matter of when, and what that situation is like for him. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, so we appreciate the questions. Um, as always, you guys can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. And next week, it's draft week. So we are going to have our full seven-round mock draft. What day is that going to come out? Wednesday? Sure. Yeah, we'll let's do, do Wednesday. We'll do Wednesday for that. Uh, we're also going to have all sorts of uh, videos uh kind of breaking things down and then we'll have this virtual draft experience that we want fans to be part of on draft weekend obviously uh we're all going to be experiencing the draft different than we normally do uh so we want to try to make the experience as unique as possible for you uh our homepage, our app our social media platforms all weekend long are going to be a place to just really feel like you're part of the draft you're we're going to have some exclusive content you're going to be able to be uh, asking questions to our decision makers, um, be you know being part of Q and A's with our top pick. So we've got some really cool stuff coming up, and uh, we're just we want this to be an opportunity. Well, everyone's in a tough spot right now. This can be a bit of a reprieve, uh, and we want to try to make this as entertaining as possible as we're all experiencing it in a very unique way. 
Yeah, definitely. And you forgot, Joe Ortiz coming on the pod. Yes. Director of Player Player Personnel. We're going to have that Monday with Joe Ortiz. So that'll be a a good little draft uh, preview, primer for everybody. Yeah. So make sure you tune in for that. And as always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Have a good weekend, everybody, and stay safe. 